Hi guys, welcome to our podcast, Supposedly Adults, where we are four supposed adults sharing our quote-unquote youthful experiences, talking about the most random life topics, giving our thoughts that no one cares about, and just trying to make life suck less. That's right, so I'm Jensen. I'm Melody. This is Calvin. And this is Luris. And today's random question is, do I deserve to go to the good place? Hello guys! Hello. Hi! Alright, welcome back to the podcast! <laughs> so, uh, during this corona season, uh, we have a lot of free time, or I have a lot of free time-ish, to kind of go watch uh, Netflix. So I recently got it, and a show that you guys kept recommending me was, right? oh, <laughs> was The Good Place! Finally! So I, dude, I campaigned so hard for The Good Place, and Jen's like, no, I'm just gonna, I already watched the whole YouTube analysis, <laughs> No, I did. I did watch the analysis, but after that, looking looking at the analysis, oh, it talks about morality and mortality mm-hmm. and whatnot. After that, you guys kept recommending it me about it. Then I thought, you know what? I'll go watch it. So I think in less than a week, probably a season a day. Dude, there's only four. There's four seasons. There's only four. That's really short. I watched it's the really Office. Short. He finished the Office in what two weeks? Best show ever. One and a half weeks. One and a half week of yeah, nine best show. That, right, that's a different. Right. That's a different podcast. <laughs> But, okay, so taking the advice of you guys and I watched The Good Place and I watched a lot of analysis on it and then here we are, we're gonna do a podcast for our audience on The Good Place because there's really a lot of, a lot to talk about. Long yep. overdue. <laughs> you know, I so said long this ago. the moment we started the podcast, I'm like, let's talk about The Good Place. Like, yeah. Okay, okay, fine. <laughs> so what, I'll just ask you then, we'll just jump straight into it. What are like your favorite moments or memories? I don't know whether you guys can still remember what mm, happened in the show. It's been a while. Yeah, 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 but I guess like from what, what, what you recall, the four characters, you guys even remember their names? Yes. I do, I do, I do. <laughs> okay, is it Eleanor or uh, Eleanor? That, Eleanor? That's the question. I always found it funny how his name and this character is uh, Jason Mendoza and then his like act, the actor's name is Manny MJ or something? Yeah. I forgot. Yeah. Jack yeah. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember. We did not okay. do our homework on this. <laughs> but yeah, okay, my favorite I would say my favorite line plot line would be Eleanor Eleanor and Eleanor, right? Yeah. Eleanor, Eleanor and Eleanor. Eleanor and Chitty's relationship. I love Chitty. <laughs> yeah, they're really cute at they're the so end. Cute. The finale I cried and so. And the mailman? What? Well, no. Which mailman? <laughs> like him in the mailman costume. Oh, okay. Oh. Yeah, I, that, <laughs> the constant objectif- objectification of, of, of Chitty, it's really awkward, by the way. It wasn't that, wasn't that like prominent in the show, I thought. It was no, only it was like only later seasons yeah, when he, yeah, I think yeah. one episode he took a show out and like, Wait, you're hiding that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, this character does not look like that. The, the explanation they gave is like, oh, I, pu- I do push up when I get anxiety. Yeah. So that's why I'm like, that's oh. why I'm Because it doesn't make sense. Yeah. yeah. Okay, interesting. So what, what, what are your favorites? I I just really like the, the end of it, I guess. Um, 
I don't. I, okay, I gotta be honest. I don't remember. I don't remember. <laughs> oh, it's I, think, been a while, I think. I think. With, with, I think what I really like about the good place is the surprise element, because mm-hmm. I feel like after fourth and the and the beginning of the fourth season, it's kind of slow, um, and I'm kind of like, Ugh, I don't know if I still want to watch this anymore. <laughs> but then the finale, it's such a huge surprise, and I didn't see a lot of things that they proposed. Oh yeah, in a for way. sure. Like, I didn't even think about that. Like the fact that. You know the good place can get boring when when you get all the good things and when you have to live in a place where you can get whatever you want for billions of years, then things would get boring. Mm-hmm. And I've never thought about that, and I think it's a very interesting take on it. Yeah. Yes. Oh, actually, my favorite my favorite moment is actually season one because that's getting me hooked onto the show. And mm-hmm. I remember season two and three is kind of slow, and then four, mm-hmm. like you said, kind of picked up. I really like season one because it's unlike other shows where you kind of talk about how whatever you do has consequences because there's like a point system. So mm. to me, that is fascinating how like, you know, the Western world have that take on it, on life. So that is what drew me to it. I thought it was really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. When you guys recommended it to me, I think like because I watched an analysis, but I really didn't internalize it. So I sort of know they wouldn't stay in wherever they were That's in the first, first season. The twist, no, I no, was like, okay, legit, like, I did not expect it because really? in my head, really? it was it, a different it, twist. Because oh, like, when I, when I looked at analysis, it focused more on season four. Mm. Not that I looked at season one, okay. But then, like, okay, okay. I don't want to spoil anything because it's such a good, for people who haven't wait, watched it. Should we just spoil, like, do wait, a spoiler? Wait, no, 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 we'll spoil it later, but... The... I think if you have not watched it, go watch it yet and then come back to this podcast. Because yeah. <laughs> yeah. we're going to spoil, gonna spoil it. it. It's been how long, girl? No, but we don't Get have to... <laughs> <laughs> but at least when I talk about my favorite part of the show is definitely uh, in season 4 and the ending like what Melody said mm. but especially for I don't think it's a spoiler to say that uh, this is a show where I really like the depiction of how these characters quote unquote I don't know whether this is a spoiler or not but they died mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, it's but not a spoiler that's, that's the beginning of the, the show yeah but I guess when no no as in like at the at the end they died again quote oh, unquote like last yeah right, that right, last right, part right, right. Mm-hmm. So I don't know whether that's a spoiler or not, but it's what I what I knew when I went into the show, but I didn't really know how they would get there. So it was a journey of going through everything, and then uh, the thing also I liked a lot about the show is that each season there was no set storyline. It was more like I literally did not know where the show is going to go from season one and. Every other season, I do not understand where are they going to take this concept of uh, an afterlife and where they will like kind of bring it. Like in season three, which I admittedly didn't like, they went back to Earth, mm. and after mm-hmm. that, they explored that concept a bit. I didn't really like that season, but it was interesting. It's a mm. show that never did that. Yeah, yeah exactly. I think I I like this because it's a kind of sort of sitcom, but it's not exactly because sitcom is like it's always recurrent, right? Because they just like they have these characters and they mm-hmm. throw them into different scenarios and mm. it's basically the same thing because yeah, yeah. they have to like churn out mm-hmm. as many content as possible mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. but for the good place it's always it, it, the character it's always about the character it's always about the character art and as soon as they got the character art done they're done with this because four season is not a lot yeah for, like, a very mm-hmm. popular yeah, show true. i'm so, so surprised it's I so love, short I, you know, <laughs> I love like like although i really want more episodes but then I, I think really they like ended the it perfectly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. They yeah. ended it at the peak. And then yeah, they, yeah. they ended with the perfect character arc instead of like... like cause Trying all, to drag it out. Because TV shows, yeah. like, always they give the characters a character arc mm-hmm. and then they suddenly make them back into the original 
yeah. the char- like, characteristic yeah, again because yeah. mm-hmm. they do turn out more things. So I think yeah. that's very, very good. For Which is like, I, we really have to commend Michael Skur. Is that his name? He he wrote the, he produced The Office, Brooklyn Nine-Nine and The Good Place. Amazing. And, great one and uh, Parks and Recreation. Yeah, yeah, see? Mm-hmm. Amazing. They, he... The mil- he gets the millennial. He knows what millennials <laughs> want to watch, basically. Yeah, I, I, and I really like because I feel like the content or the plot or the idea of this show it could very easily turn into a very cheesy, preachy yeah. exactly. type of yeah, TV show. True, but it true. does not feel preachy at all yeah. because I don't know. I feel like each character is very flawed in their own way, and it, they're very human. So yeah. it's very easy for you to relate to them, yeah. and it's not like oh, they turn into these great people mm-hmm. all of a sudden yeah. and. You kind of it's convincing, I would say. Yeah. The whole. I also the whole like that little touch where at the end, all the four characters become some form of what they started as. I don't know whether you read that analysis, mm. but like, I think Jason Mendoza, because he was like waiting for Janet, but after that, yeah. he was like he lived a life of silence before he actually yeah. left everything. Yeah. So it was like reflecting yeah. when he was a Buddhist monk and stuff. Sorry for the spoiler, <laughs> but again, that doesn't add too much to the story. Really cool. But uh, also about oh, wait, you want to say something? Oh, no, no, no. I was just thinking about how, what you said, because you just said, like Lyra said, because Lyra was just talking about, it just occurred to me, because you were just talking about how the show ended perfectly, like, ended at the peak, and then the show just kind of ends. And I thought that's kind of related to The Good Place, because it's kind of like, we we die, right? We we could, like, always try to find a, like, it's a perfect moment to die, like, Mm -hmm. end at the peak, so people will kind of remember us kind of thing. And I think that's kind of what the show was kind of exploring in it's a way. True, so, true. I don't know. I don't know what's your take on it. I, yeah, I thought that was kind of interesting. How it's it's, kind exact, of it's exactly the ending, right? Because it's like all good things doesn't last. Like, yeah. if it's going to be good forever, then mm-hmm. at some point it's going to be bad. Like, the yeah. good place, even it's like right. the best thing in the yeah. world. Like, at some point you get tired of being in the good place so they leave the good place I can't quote a lot of specific moments or evidence but I just have a feeling of completeness at the end of the show right because all the characters somehow then like like what Jansen said right they kind of went back to how they originally Mm -hmm. were but then they embraced that part of it. So they, mm-hmm. they, they are still themselves, but they just became better the versions version. of themselves. Mm-hmm. And then they kind of embraced themselves and, 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 they le- and they left in contentment and just completeness. That's why it's so satisfying to watch yeah. the, the finale. And like it's a common thing where a lot of fans just talk about the ending and why it's so satisfying. Because like, in my mind, I guess when I contrast it to popular uh, like other popular sitcoms like Friends or The Office uh, you kind of end off where okay the characters are there and like they have this quote unquote happily ever after but you mm. never really know what's going to happen after that but mm. for this show mm. it has a really really satisfying ending not only does it call back to the beginning mm. and it shows the growth of the characters in literally four seasons how do they do that but at the end uh, you are actually rooting for these characters to leave this uh, fictional world that they have created mm. and I think like no other show uh, really talks about this mm. or like we're technically encouraging them to quote unquote die mm. but not in a sense that we're very used to I guess like for uh, our generation or just like people in general we tend to look at death mm. in a very negative way mm. but for this show like literally almost all the fans came here watched the show and said like okay I want you to leave in like like in a very positive light like they're literally yeah. becoming beams of light in the universe or something like that yeah 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 and dying is painted in such an elegant beautiful way instead mm-hmm. of this you know horrible t- I don't know <laughs> 
yeah, picture yeah, of end. it. Like, like, like this is the end. <clears throat> You're leaving everything that's good and, you know, yeah. whatever. It's, which is the more common way of depicting death. Do you think young people actually think a lot about death? I don't know. Like, I'm like, back Do and you forth think sometimes. a lot about death? Uh, You're young. Like, I, <laughs> we are young. Wow. <laughs> I, I guess I think... Like, I don't know whether I'm an exception. That's the thing. Yeah. And I don't know whether it's this show that exposes more people to this concept of thinking more about death. Sometimes I do think that, like, uh, young people try to ignore it. But Yeah, for sure. I think our generation is more comfortable to talk about death. I think that's like that's the thing. I don't mm, know. That's true. Really that's true. To what level though? Like you talk about death, it's like oh, I'm just gonna die. Because do, yeah, or, don't like, you think like I don't know, or at least for the Asian side, right? Death is always like a very taboo subject. We don't talk about death. Like we mm-hmm. like it's it's considered unlucky. We like talk about like funeral, but but we're very comfortable with talking about that. We're like I don't know, like me and my friends, we always make jokes about you know die, like like oh. I, I love popcorn. He's gonna live like very well uh, until Your he dog. dies. You know, like <laughs> I am yeah, my dog. So, like we always talk about death. Like or like oh we're gonna die anyway. Like I feel like mm. we are very comfortable with me like or at least our coping me- mechanism of death mm-hmm, is making mm-hmm. fun of it. Like doing having like really dark mm. humor and a lot of shows reflect that. I feel like uh, for example the shows that I watch, BoJack Horseman, uh, Rick and Morty, they all have a very unique or like a very I guess nihilistic view on death mm-hmm, and they talk mm-hmm, about it a lot mm-hmm. they make fun of it mm-hmm. a lot i think we are more i yeah i think we're more aware of is it though death. like i don't know i'm just thinking back because i felt like this is kind of one of the things that i say all the time it's like ah whatever i'm gonna die anyways maybe i'll do it right or like oh whatever i'm gonna die anyways this <laughs> yolo okay. mentality yeah like but it, i don't know i'm just saying it but like you know if i'm yeah, reflecting sure. it i don't think i'm fully embracing the idea yeah. right i'm just I, saying it's like oh i'm gonna I die agree. anyways I, I, you know I what i mean maybe it's because our generation we're still like in theory very far away from death mm-hmm. so we are comfortable with making fun of, like do you know what i mean like mm-hmm. obviously i could die tomorrow but yeah. then in theory it's still like very far away from mm-hmm. me so i could talk about it in in a distant in a distant like yeah. a humorous way but do you feel like, okay, because YOLO is a very, and I hated it at the beginning. Because I'm like, dude, stop it. Okay, so for those who don't know, um, YOLO, for boomers that are listening. Uh, YOLO, actually, I don't think really Gen Z know what YOLO is. If you don't know what YOLO, YOLO, okay. YOLO is. YOLO is your true, Gen Z doesn't understand. Gen Z for the kids, like, what archaic concept YOLO is. YOLO is the, I don't know. Mom and kids. Like, period, I guess. I don't know. I don't Wait, know. Okay. what? Period? Period. Like, like point blank period. But with a T at the end. So what? it's like, what? dogs are the best, period. The S in high. I, S in like I feel like you watched too much RuPaul's Drag Race. What are you talking period. about? Period. Like the, 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 like the, the full stop. Full stop. I know. Just period. 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 So when you say something to emphasize the point, yeah. like, there's no argument to yeah. it. Dogs are the best, period, right? Oh, you mean but, like yeah, how it's you? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then with a T at the end to emphasize more. So dog oh. is the best, point blank, period. So that's how you use it. Maybe Come on. <laughs> I'm your generation. I don't really see our faces right now. Y'all are such boomers. Come on, get with the program. Okay, anyway, I guess for moms out there and also for kids out there, well, YOLO. Dads, dads you know, out there. For everyone out there. <laughs> YOLO, YOLO, if you don't know what it means, it's you only live once. So I, I think it's very interesting, right? So what do you think... YOLO even means like do YOLO does YOLO mean oh because you you die anyway and there's no consequence after that that's why you can do whatever you want and just enjoy life and live it to the utmost or does YOLO essentially mean 
it's life is meaningless. So you could just whatever it. I mean, I guess it's the same thing. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, what's, what's your take on what's your take on YOLO? I don't know. For YOLO itself, I would just think it's an excuse for people to not give a shit about other people and, and to just do, do whatever, whatever they you want. want. Be selfish. Yeah, right? which yeah. I found like you know when uh, those videos came out and everyone just did something stupid, but then they. It's basically big TikTok energy. Like TikTok yeah. is basically also like that. Like the energy of that. Social media basically. <laughs> oh yeah, it's, it's fine. It's fine. You do it for fine. yeah. Do it for divine. <laughs> no, but I think what's interesting is the good place essentially just debunked this whole YOLO idea because the beginning of the show it's already you know established on you you died and there's something afterwards. You're not just dead. And there's this whole system and world beyond that so what do what do you think millennials nowadays would kind of accept that because they kind of grew up on this yolo idea or, or whatnot do you guys feel Did like there is up? an afterlife yeah do you think our generation i don't know well i guess afterlife is a very um like religious so like it kind of like associated with relig- religion mm-hmm. and I feel like our generation I don't know I think most I don't know like the American I don't know the American audience are usually non-religious I think they're very secular most of them I have no idea I, I think no so idea. I think no. most of us are like okay compared hmm. to the older generation I feel like we're less religious than the older okay, generation yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I think at least that's the- yeah that's why that's why I, I'm shocked at how <laughs> popular this show is because i thought that right? it's yeah. very it's very different from what you know the but i don't think it's religious scientific though. world nowadays it's not they're already established at the start where it's like uh, it's all the villages yeah, yeah. Got all the villages got yeah <laughs> that kind of thing do you remember they like the afterlife and then they're like oh every religion kind of got it right around two percent Except, uh, for, uh, except for that the one dunk, guy, I forgot. The, the, dunk, the stone yeah. dude. That person, like, no, the whole thing. But all religion only guessed like around 2%. They were right for 2%. Right, yeah. right, right, right. Yeah, because I think one thing that Calvin said at the beginning of this um, really got me focused on it. Essentially, we're, we were saying how there's a point system. It's interesting to see how the Western world thinks that way, too. What do you mean by that? Like, why did you draw attention to the fact that it's from the Western <laughs> philosophy? Oh, no, like... Okay, so I guess it's just because based on, uh, because I, I come from a Baptist school, right? But then, and then what it taught us is like, oh, uh, you know, yeah, obviously Jesus teaches us to be, you know, to be good, to be kind to people, you know, to love everybody, right? But then what always got me thinking is they're like, oh, you know what? You can only get to after like, you can only get to heaven if you believe in Jesus, right? And I, and I always thought that, okay. What but what if I'm like a terrible person? What if I'm evil? What if I kills everybody? But at the end, I fully like you know believed in God, and then like do I not? Do I still get to get to heaven, or do I still have to go to hell for the things that I've done? Right, mm-hmm. like so that's why that point system really kind of resonate with me because it's like oh yeah you know you have to be good, you have to keep collecting the points in order to get to the good place, and if you're evil, you do all the bad things, and obviously you get to the bad place, and that's kind of like the karma mm. like and i always like that because you pay for what you've done like i always believe in that mm. right because you know that that's kind of how our society works mm. if you broke the law you got caught you go to the prison you have to pay for the consequences and i believe in that right mm. so that's why i thought the point systems kind of is really interesting because that's mm. kind of resonated with karma yeah. um that's why yeah. yeah i mean i personally really appreciate the good place for not simplifying that 
for not saying oh you do good things and you go to hell and you do bad things and you go to hell because a lot mm-hmm. of times this is the simplified version of how we learned about this right but then a lot of time what i really like about the good place is the complexity that it brought into it because let's say if i donated to an organization you know i did a good deed then i you know i am a good person and i deserve to go to heaven for instance right but then you, what you don't know is that this organization actually supports a cause that involves child labor for instance mm-hmm. or they create a lot of waste in this world because they're creating you know products with a lot of packaging there's just a lot of layers to things that mm-hmm. we don't know mm-hmm. we're not aware about um so a lot of things a lot of times people do say oh i've been good all my life i don't know why this bad thing happened to me but it's a lot of times it's because we're too dumb to notice or we're too dumb to understand the bigger world and that is why I really appreciate have how you, the good ever, place to How does that, that relate to you, like, in your personal life? Have you ever any personal experience like that? Where you think you've done something, you think it's good, turns out it's bad. Mm. But because, I mean, you only, let's say, if you're a good person, for mm-hmm. example, good mm. person, air quote, right? You're, you do it because you think you're doing the right thing, right? That's why you, that makes you done it, right? Otherwise, you like, let's see. So, I, I don't know, like... Based on what you've said, has it? Have you have any personal experience with that? I guess that's what I want to say. Mm-hmm. Well, I think a, a a very quick example that I can think of right now is let's say if you give advice to people, you're always trying to assuming that you like that person, you care about that person. Every time you give an ex, uh, give give an advice, it's always for their own good. But what you don't understand is you know the larger context. Let's say if I tell Lyris to. Uh, I don't know. Stop drinking, for instance. Drinking I don't know. Drugs. Eating <laughs> 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 yeah, cocaine. Like, yo, I think you should like tone down with the cocaine. I just feel like just tone down. Doing what you do. Yolo, right? I don't know because I I can't come up with a very specific example right now. But I always felt like whenever I feel like somebody should do something for their own good, a lot of times that's not the truth, and that's not the best for them but i just thought about it from my perspective that's the thing i think my question would be like i completely understand that i think that's like one of the good thing about the good place is basically like oh the example the good place used is like oh um i went to like i bought some flowers and i gave it to my grandmother this is a good thing Mm -hmm. right because you're like giving but then uh, the person still got negative points from that because the flower they got is like an organization that supports child labor and then, mm. or whatever or like it's not good for the environment mm. um but then the thing is like how do you define good or bad like i think that's yeah. the, that's mm. like a like a, a yeah like for a religious person right then you'll like just follow whatever the religion like there are certain rules or they have a certain point of view of like what is good or what is bad mm. so i don't know like that that's like the thing because because, for example, for Calvin, like, you also use the example of, like, laws, right? But the laws are made by human beings. Like, mm. 50 years ago, you <laughs> get, get caught for marrying a person with a different race, of a different skin color. Mm-hmm. And then you, you get, you, it's a, considered a bad thing. And if you've done it, you get the cons, quote-unquote consequences for that, quote-unquote, mm-hmm. bad thing. Mm-hmm. Which, in reality, 50 years from now, we're like, yo, like, that's, that's nothing. Yeah. You know, so I think it's like it's really hard for human beings to really comprehend what is good or bad or like, do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So is that, do you think that is related to 
are viewed to YOLO then is that why then that's lead to that YOLO mentality because like you don't know what's mm. good for that and people are like you know what whatever there's no consequences anyways right like who do who, who are you to say is good or bad so why don't I just do something that makes me happy mm. and you know what and I'll just die and like whatever it's mm. do you think that's contributed the view to like I guess in you know how do that's why they have that YOLO mentality I think YOLO menta- the YOLO mentality could be I, I might be over analyzing thing but uh, the YOLO mentality could be just a result of being resigned or feeling helpless because mm-hmm. you don't know what you could do anyway and you don't know if I'm doing this if I do this thing is it good or bad does it actually contribute because we don't know people t- tend to feel helpless and when you're helpless, you're just like, oh, whatever. I don't mm-hmm. care anymore. Okay, so I have something to confess. It's very difficult to make it very <laughs> eloquent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Okay, It's a very I deep just, philosophical yeah. question. Can I confess that my friends and I use YOLO in a daily basis? <laughs> <laughs> like, Ew, but, no, no, okay, but the context we use it is like during, uh, during high school, Every single time before a test, we will like scram, we'll be like super intense. We're like, oh my god, oh my god, I haven't done it. Oh my god, what is this sheet of paper? I've never seen yeah. it. Like, how does it end? Like, trying to scram, like, we're just like always so intense. Mm-hmm. And then there's always one person, like, whatever, YOLO. I'll just like, whatever. Yeah, like, that's you know, like, right. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, um, yeah, that, I did that. <laughs> that's, like, that's like the way, or, like, we're like, oh, how was the test? I'm like, I don't know, I just kind of YOLO'd it. So, like, we mm-hmm. use it as a verb, like, oh, we kind of YOLO'd it. It's kind of like, mm-hmm. oh, whatever, I'll just like, I'll just take a test. Yeah, yeah. yeah but I think that's gonna that, help. A the bit. difference between your example and like the examples that Melody and I were talking about was, I think, for when we're talking about YOLO in our like our own individual actions, the consequence doesn't really extend to anyone else besides yourself. I and agree, I think that's yeah. where the complexities of good and bad that that right. theme kind of kind of pops in because mm-hmm. like good and bad or like the idea of good and bad has kind of evolved throughout the ages as you mentioned and at least for the good place um we're not really and at least for like what we're talking about i guess when we're talking about yolo and why we don't really uh support it in that way where you're causing harm or you're kind of kind of inconveniencing the people around you when you're not taking uh regard about their affections or their emotions I guess that is how mm-hmm. the good place is kind of mm-hmm. forming it towards. Mm-hmm. I agree, I kind of I agree with what you said, uh, mm-hmm. Jensen, because I was just thinking about it. I was just thinking like as I well, I'm older now, I'm not that mm-hmm. old, but uh, but kind of like I guess at this stage in my life, I'm still kind of by myself because I don't have let's say like have my own family or have my own kids, or whatever, right? Because mm-hmm. I'm all by myself, right? right? So whatever I do. It doesn't really affect people around me because it also lives so far away from everybody. So like whatever you do, all the consequences, I'm the only one who need to bury it. So like, you know what, whatever, YOLO, right? I failed test, I failed test, right? Mm-hmm. But then I'm just thinking like if, let's say, if I have my kids, right? it's like if I have you know, people around me, right, closer to me, then whatever, whatever action I do would affect them, mm-hmm. then... I'm not going to have that YOLO mentality any- mm. anymore. You know but I, mean? I think it really depends on how big your immediate circle becomes. Because if you're talking about your own immediate family and your child, then, you know, by all means, definitely. But a lot of times, why, let's say, protecting the environment is so important is because, oh, I could be, you know, for my own convenience, it's so easy for me to just, you know, buy a bottle of water from the street. But if I think about the greater good or the bigger world, mm-hmm. then every single act 
kind of affect somebody. So it really depends on how you draw the boundaries of your. Yeah. But I don't know if this is related. But also, I think the good place also presents another view, which is f- through Chidi, because Chidi is a person who obsesses over every single decision she- he makes, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. whether it is like how does it affect, how does it make him a person? Like, is he a good person or is he a bad person? Mm-hmm. So I I don't think like it's another extreme of that, right? Because. Chidi doesn't think about himself. He think mm-hmm. about every decision he... Like, I guess, like, in a on, way, in a way it is himself. So. But I don't know. Can people ever be completely selfless? Like, for example, if I do good things, is it because I know that I should do it? Or do I really want to do it? Or because I know if I do it, then another person feel better. But that's kind of sort of like still, I want them to feel... Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, in a way, there has to be some... Mm-hmm. Like, if you have to argue it in that direction, it's always... Selfish. Selfish, in a sense. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, like, I don't know. What do you guys think about yeah, like, I, I keep, how they I present I keep thinking cheating. about the example that you gave of how you use YOLO, right? Would it be instead of YOLO being, meaning that you could just be selfish and do whatever you feel like doing because it doesn't matter? Or is it? could it be also just a mindset or mentality of not being obsessive over the consequence because you don't know better anyway? So it's kind of mm. like a let go type of situation. Oh, yeah. So instead of being like Chidi, instead of being so obsessed over the consequence of the impact of your action, you kind of try to do your best and your best knowledge and your best ability mm-hmm. and just kind of let go of what it means or the consequence of it. I don't know. Like, is it let go or just giving up? Because to me, YOLO means different things depends on the day. If I'm so tired, let's say I'm working as an assignment, right? And I'm so tired. I was like, you know what? F this, YOLO, whatever, I don't care, right? But another day, like, I'm so energetic, I'm so pumped because I just listened, let's say, listen to our podcast, I'm so motivated. <laughs> like, like you know what, it. YOLO, let's do this. I can help the world, I can save the world. Like, yeah. YOLO means so many different things in yeah. the day. I think that's a so, great point, to be honest, because I think I'm just reflecting on when I'm using YOLO, I couldn't really categorize it until you yeah. mentioned it up. But, like, when I see it online, the usage, I guess, it's more of, you don't really care about the ending, which mm-hmm. Melody said, where you just neglect it. Just whatever happens, happens. That's the mentality. Mm-hmm. And not really of... Uh, I rarely see, I guess, some memes online where they say YOLO, which means, like, just don't do it. Just give up on life. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's the idea of what... Um, that's the idea of what the good place is trying to push for because like you have Chidi and Eleanor right so Eleanor is someone who has the willpower who has the determination but uh, and in the first season she's inherently immoral Mm. but like contrasted with Chidi who is thinking about all the ethical like dilemmas and positions he's going to put himself through ends up not doing anything and that in itself because he chose inaction that is also not going to help him in the good place but um, it's that question of uh, fundamentally, I think the idea of death or morality. It kind of will, it drives like what we want to do or what we should do, uh, and I don't know. Matter maybe we should should we think too much about it? Are we going to? <laughs> it's so I, complicated. Do you guys remember Ryan Higa, and then yeah. he made a video about YOLO, and then like his interpretation of YOLO is actually. Because, like you only live once because you only live once and you only have one life so you have to be very careful and you have to like protect your <laughs> life that's what he's like and then he uh, he quote i uh, used the term ebola but i don't i don't i don't remember what the what it means 
But anyway, so basically he's like, there's a lot of scenario. They're like, they're like driving, and then he's like, YOLO, I only live once, so I really have to protect my life. And then he wears a seatbelt. Like that's like that's the thing. Like there's different interpretation to that. Okay, that's true. That's true. So yeah, no, because I'm just I'm just thinking about what Jansen said too. Because Eleanor and Chidi, I think that is also why what makes their relationship so interesting. It's because they're such completely different opposite Mm -hmm. people. Um, it's very cliche, but. After all, I guess it's just balanced. Like, find the middle mm-hmm. ground, which is obviously theoretically easy to say, but difficult to do. But I don't know. I really don't know <laughs> what it means or, or how we apply to our everyday life. Well, That's actually, I was saving this for the other episode that we're going to do, like the morality one. Mm-hmm. But I guess I could also bring mm-hmm. this in because this is something I've been struggling a lot with um, personally because I am a... Like, I am a religious person, I'm a Buddhist, but then at the same time, I have been learning about feminism and all that, and in a be- Wait, have I told the story before? I feel like this is a perfect time to tell the story. Say it again, yeah, for the audience who hasn't heard yet. Okay, sorry. So, and then I'm a feminist, um, I'm a a BA student, I'm a a humanities person, and then in humanities, there's a lot of saying that there's basically, it's very similar, there's no, like, absolute right and wrong, because everyone's subjective experiences shape their values of what is right and wrong. So that's always what I believe in. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, in Buddhism or in a lot of religion, there is a certain set of morals, right? Mm. A certain set of standards of, or, or, or like a higher being that would judge whether it is like God in Christianity or in Buddhism, maybe there's a system, a karmic system that has a very specific system that judges you based on whether you do something right or wrong, right? Mm-hmm. And then kind of like, like fucks up my mind. Cause I, cause that like, that's why in terms, cause I am very sh- stress about that right because in humanity i'm like oh there is no like absolute right or wrong so i can't judge other people and for myself i just have to um to believe that what i'm doing is right like to to do everything based on what i can understand as right and wrong and just do my best but then in buddhism it's or like in religion it's kind of like there is a certain like Mm. you know set differences and that kind of stresses me out until i talk to my professor and then she's actually a mormon um, and then we, I talked to her about like how she is a, she's my professor. She's a feminist professor. She's a super feminist person. And I'm like, oh, how do you balance that? Especially for Mormon, for example, there's a lot of ideals for Mormonism that it completely like opposite from feminism, right? So I asked her, how does she balance it? And then she's saying that how she believes that she can integrate the two like identities. So like being a believer makes her a better feminist. Being a feminist makes her a better believer. Mm-hmm. And then she always imagines a scene where um, after she dies, she will meet Jesus and then she will tell him his her story. She will tell her um, uh, her life story or different decisions that she's made, she have made. So for example, like, oh, at this moment, I did this thing because I think it's the right thing to do. I chose, like, I chose the believer side because I feel like this is the right thing to do or like in this instance I decided to do that and and then she says that she knows that Jesus will understand her so that kind of takes out the pressure out off me so although I don't believe in Jesus but the thing is it's just the idea of I have the right intention I just have to do my best Mm. to I like I understand there's always a consequences that I will never know because human being doesn't can't see the big picture but as long as I have the best intention I do the best and I try to think about it I try to analyze it think about it and I'll just have to make the decision and I'll have to live with that 
and hopefully that's the right decision or yeah. something like that. I, I think know. that's interesting because what you said, how you know, religion kind of has a fixed right or wrong. Mm-hmm. What Buddhism taught me is actually the opposite. Mm-hmm. What Buddhism taught me is that you could never know yeah. the absolute right or or wrong of a context and also the fact that it's ever changing so Mm -hmm. at this particular moment this thing is absolutely right but it could change the next moment so that is why there is no need to be obsessed over this moment's right or wrong yeah Yeah. so that is kind of opposite to what you got Mm -hmm. out of out of the religion which is kind of interesting i'd say yeah, I would say that actually the good place doesn't really focus too much on the point system. Rather, it uses it as a gimmick that like at the start, it'll just show you, oh, like if you use Facebook as a verb, you get like negative points or something. <laughs> that kind of fun thing. But like, no matter what you do, uh, I the show kind of depicts that us have, like we are able to make choices. And I think like, hmm. <laughs> Yeah, I'm always lost in a chain of thought when I'm like, just going into this. I know. This is kind of the beauty of this show, too. It's mm-hmm. because it presented so many scenarios. And I think I think I, I just really like the system that The Good Place ended up with. And yeah. they've tried to experiment so many different ways. And the final way is essentially giving you the opportunity to do maybe you effed up the first time maybe you didn't do as well the second time but so it doesn't matter over. you can just there is a way for you to improve and just be the best version of yourself mm-hmm. i think this is something that we could all kind of take away from this show it's just to constantly try to improve and be the best version of yourself it's interesting it's interesting because you keep saying like how if you effed up the first time you can try again after the first time try again right that's like an infinite loop but what if there's an end to things or you can't do that like, what if because in the good place it's a simulation right mm-hmm. so when you F it up you don't really have to face the consequence because no one gets yeah. hurt mm-hmm. what if in the real world you F it up once and then a lot of people die <laughs> then do you get to have a do over or do you still have to like live with the like you still have to pay for yeah. yeah it's true and then when you die let's say there's, there's absolute, absolute end and when you die like you carry that bad name Mm. like you know you know what I mean like you yeah, you, you don't really have a legacy anymore yeah, yeah, you yeah. always carry that name let's say you you once I don't know suck your toe in a train <laughs> on a train it's a very and specific then, wow. no, 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 I got, I'm just saying and I'm just saying and then, like, and then, and then for the rest of your points. life that's what you be remembered for and then when you die and that's it you, you, you don't have a do over and that's it that's the end like, I think I think that is Again, whether if you, yeah, my brain really hurts right now. But let's say, let's say if that is because that is when you zero in on this life, right? Because if you pull out the lens a little, but, but that's, and look at the yeah, bigger picture, like people does it in matter? Alaska doesn't know that you suck your toe in the train, so it doesn't. I, but so I think, you should move okay, to Alaska. Okay. You no, 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 no. But the thing is, this Alaska. is the problem with social media, though. Everything lives on; <laughs> it's there so. forever. No, but I think I think the essential thing. I think that is also why Buddhism helped me a lot personally. It's because if there is no need to focus on one incident, because if you pull back and look at it at a bigger picture. It's kind of the, the wave quote thing that Chidi quoted at the end <laughs> and then the finale. Who was the wave quote? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. 
Picture a wave in the ocean. <laughs> you can see it, measure it, its height, the way the sun refracts when it passes through, and it's there. And you can see it. You know what it is. It's a wave. And then it crashes on the shore, and it's gone. Yeah, I think I think that is also just the bigger. Stop distracting me, Lars. <laughs> I'm talking to you, honey. <laughs> no, but let's say let's say it's the it's just the I feel like it's the Eastern philosophy focuses more on the bigger. I think that is also what the good place tried to say, right? Mm-hmm. Chidi has spent his life on Western philosophies that zero ins on every single decision, but then Eastern philosophy kind of zooms out. And look at it mm-hmm. at a bigger picture. I don't know what it means. I'm not smart enough, and I don't have the wisdom to get there yet. Mm-hmm. But I think that idea really resonates with me, and that really comforts me in a way. But that's also very dangerous in a way. It's like if I was playing a bad guy, that's very dangerous. It's just because if that's that's contribute to the YOLO mentality. Yeah. It's like oh, you know what? If every decision, I don't have to focus on every oh, single decision. Yeah, yeah. Or, I just do whatever. Actually, the politician in other TV shows basically that they're like saying. The, basically that person has very like big ambition to be the president and then they're saying that, that he's always thinking whether he's a good person or not and then the other guy was like does it matter if you're a good person or not are you trying to do the good thing like is your like are you trying to do the good thing that it's okay so basically it's saying like if i do bad things on the way of being president but as long as i like when I get to become the president, I get to do a lot more good things. Then is that mm. okay? Does it cancel out all the bad things that you do along the way? Mm. So it's is another... it more on the intention then? Like the intention matters more than the actual consequence. Is it though? So? Is it a do completely so? different conversation <laughs> <you think> so? <laughs> now? <laughs> but but I don't know. This as but as we're having this conversation more and more, I was just thinking. The fact that we do what we do, let's say YOLO, whatever, let's say mentality of oh YOLOing, that's why I'm just gonna do it, or like oh mm-hmm. I don't care about consequences. But you keep doing things, and you want to live life. It's just because you know there's always an end to it. That makes you do encourage you to do whatever. Let's say you you think that if you think that well I don't know when a day you know we're gonna good day I'll be like yeah you know what life's gonna end one day so I gotta live my live my life to the fullest that's why I wanna you know to work hard I wanna do things for people right but when, when on a bad day let's say I was just thinking like oh I'm so young I have my life forever I'm just gonna be lazy today like whatever mm-hmm. like that's when I just kind of give up like I don't I don't care but when I know there's an end you gotta cherish it more. Let's say if I know, like I, you, I'm gonna leave one day, right? Let's say, the, let's say a vacation. Then you wanna try to do it as much as possible. I don't know. I just felt like we do what we do is because there's always an end to it. When you know there's an end, that's encourage you to, I don't do whatever. Yeah. Do that more. actually loops back into yeah. the the theme that the good place try to try to churn out at at the beginning. I think that could be a good way to wrap yeah, it up. Yeah, because the good place never ends, so it doesn't have any meaning to it. Exactly. It only have meaning at when, when you know it can, can end. So we all know that our life will end, and it's very likely that it's sooner than we imagine it to be. So it's important for us to oh, make I the think best. I'm gonna die tomorrow. Exactly. That's why you need to live <laughs> today. Oh, What's that quote again? Live every day like it's your last. Cafe and I think that it's kind of the ultimate takeaway we have the from you have. YOLO. That, yeah. that I have from YOLO, essentially, is that no, I'm going to die, I'm gonna die tomorrow, so I want to make sure you do everything today. What happens if you go to the good place and you know that you have an end, but if you go to the bad place and you live there for eternity? <gasps> it's true. No one ever...
never addresses the bad place. That's true. Like that the good place could be that. That could be it. Because the bad place still exists. We have a new show. The oh, place. the wasp bees. Sequel. Canon. I don't want to have bees in my It's actually interesting. I think the bad place is something that we could talk about too in another episode. Ooh. It's just how they how they depicted it. I think it's interesting too. You should make but our anyway, own show. I think it's called the bad place. We're making we're torturing people with this episode. Oh, so I think this is the bad place. We should end this. This is the bad place. Thank you for listening but, to the bad place. <laughs> But yeah, let us know if there is another show that's good, and you recommend Jansen to watch it because he is on a Netflix high right now. So oh, I just watched Avatar. Avatar is really good. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, Avatar, the I last Avatar. Yeah, oh, yeah that was I thought good. it was the James. Fire, not the movie. Earth, water, <laughs> and air. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Bye. Bye.